Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah. Hey, 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 how you doing? Good evening to you. It is still the 22nd of December, the year of our Lord, 2020. Good evening to you. It's about um, 14 minutes before 10 on the PM right here in Benin City, Edo State, South, South Nigeria, somewhere in West Africa. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. And I'd like to tell you, the delight is all mine to have you stop by to check out this podcast. It is coming to you on Mr. K24 Radio. But in case you haven't heard, my name is Mr. K, but folks call me the cool K. MR for Mr. K-A-Y for K, 24 for 24, and of course radio. That's Mr. K24 Radio. Right here, coming out here with Chit Chat News Update. This is Skipping News chatting for you. And of course, just basically going through the events that are pretty much making the news out there in the news world today. We all live in the news world, each and every one of us human beings. We live in the news world. And for that reason, we cannot entirely, uh, you know, remain oblivious about the news that are breaking and happening home for our eyes or around us every single second of the day. Now the year 2020 is on its way out. Now we're hoping that actually things are going to get a whole lot better in 2021. I mean that's what we are all hoping. But in fact that's a bit shaky now in terms of the possibility of that is getting a bit quite um, it's getting quite a bit not so clear now because you have no idea what's going to happen in 2021 at a point where we're thinking we're getting used to the entire COVID-19 pandemic drama now those who know better told us there was going to be a second wave of infection now thinking back now I kept wondering what exactly you know we didn't thinking about when it came up with that is it that it was pretty obvious that it was going to be a second wave of infection for crying out loud why even a second wave of infection in case you're trying to come to terms with the reality that is a second wave of infection of the coronavirus here comes also a mutation of the virus you know another strain of the coronavirus that has been discovered in the UK is something that um, not very many of us expected but it is happening but just in case you didn't know uh, Nigeria is bracing up for the second wave of infection the numbers of those who are contracting the virus they are spiking by every single day. Now, I'm not going to go into the stats about how many, uh, who and who, and what are the figures or whatever are coming through in terms of um, the the statistics. You know, uh, you're looking at the um, all those other areas of statistics you wouldn't want to ignore. You know, like the demographics and so on and so forth. All right, but let's get straight into it. Let's let's start with something different from COVID-19. Now this this happens to be the biggest story of the day, 22nd of December 2020. 
and of course it is coming straight up to you right here from Benin and those states south south Nigeria. President Mohamed Buhari says Nigeria has moved a step closer to the nation's dream of fully utilizing its abundant gas potential. The president said this on Tuesday at the council chamber of the presidential villa while actually inaugurating the integrated gas handling facility at the LPG processing and dispensing plants in Benin City. And the plant was built and operated by the Nigerian Petroleum Development Company, uh, an upstream subsidiary of the NMPC in Oedo, Edo State, South South Nigeria. Now, according to the president, the Oedo Integrated Gas Handling Facility and its associated NGLs depot could be delivering 240,000 metric tons of commercial grade liquefied petroleum gas and, of course, propane. He added that the facility would also deliver about 205 million standard cubic feet per day of lean gas to the domestic market. In addition to his import substitution benefits that brings uh, us a step closer to self-sufficiency in LPG production and also supporting the growth of small and medium enterprises in the host communities, this project will create hundreds of direct and indirect employment opportunities for our team in use, both skilled and of course unskilled. Apart from being the largest onshore LPG plant in Nigeria, with a potential of supplying about 20% of Nigeria's LPG demand, the Uedu Integrated Gas Handling Facility was carefully situated at a corridor proximate to more than 80% of Nigeria's LPG demand source, he added. The president said that uh, the project was a follow-up to the commitment of the administration towards making 2020 as Nigeria's year of the gas. Now that sounds pretty interesting, isn't it? Now if you consider what is happening with the deforestation of the forest reserves of the new state, you will understand why gas is a very much welcomed development. Trust me. I mean, look at it. If we continue like this at this rate of people still selling firewood in this part of the world, it makes you wonder what is going to happen, you know, to the environment, you know, as the days go by. I mean, look around you. There are people who have maintained their presence in the business of cutting down trees, not just for construction purposes, but cutting down trees, you know, for cooking and making fire and so on and so forth. Now, at the turn of um, the year 2020, the Bari administration made solemn declarations to the Nigerian public over its plans to expand the gas sector footprints by scaling up the development and utilization of Nigeria's abundant gas resources. Hmm. Now, if Edo State is becoming the gas hub, you know, choosing a place like Olobo, which is the host community of the um, NMPDC project, that's talking about the integrated gas handling facility, which is at Olobo. That means that Edo State has become pretty much the, the touchlight, that's right, in this gas revolution that the country is coming into. And I can only say that's just wonderful, you know, uh, to be around to witness that is something that um, 
I find some great joy in thinking about. I've been thinking about this for uh, for several hours today already. And I guess I'm going to be thinking about it some more because if we can get all the natural gas we can get, and of course get the one we can use for domestic purposes, that tells you our forests will be saved of this wanton deforestation that is happening at the moment. Okay, it is still a very beautiful Tuesday evening. The federal government on Tuesday ordered civil servants from grade level 12 and below to stay at home for five weeks. Dr. Falashade Yemi Eshan, head of the Civil Service of the Federation, made this known in secular in Abuja. As Sun said, the directive followed the reported cases of the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic in the country. The secular reads in part following Mr. President's approval of recommendations of the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19 in the light of the second wave of the infection in Nigeria. Officers on grade level 12 and below are hereby directed to stay at home for a period of five weeks, effective from Wednesday 22nd to 23rd, rather December, and await further directive from the HOS. According to her, the decision has become necessary to streamline the number of officers who work or come to work on a daily basis. Now, she said that the affected officers are expected to perform their duties from home, while officers on grade level 13 and above are to adhere to preventive measures. The measures include maintenance of physical distancing, regular washing of hands or sanitizing of hands, and of course wearing of face masks and reducing the number of visitors that you accommodate in a day or at any particular time. Now, in line with the prescription uh, of the PTF, virtual meetings are encouraged with a view to minimizing physical contact. Now, in addition, permanent secretaries and chief executive officers are expected to sustain the provision and use the necessary amenities in compliance with the existing guidelines on prevention and the spread of COVID-19 pandemic. Now, there's a, there's a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the entire COVID-19 pandemic scenario. Now, the hardest part, basically, on a personal level, is that the year 2021, if you thought it was going to be a COVID-19 free year, there you go. It's not going to happen that way. All of these excess luggage that we have been carrying as humanity all through 2020, they're coming into 2021 also, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's face it, right now, Nigeria is pretty much back on watch your step, you know, mentality all over again. We thought we were done and dusted with this, but that's not true. It is getting a lot, you know, more difficult now seeing the way things are going concerning the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, the federal government says it has not imposed travel ban, particularly to and from UK, about a mutated strain of COVID-19. The government said it will require the concurrence of neighboring countries for the ban to be effective. Yeah. The Minister of Information and Culture, Hajjalai Mohammed, 
disclosed this when it featured on a Radio Nigeria program, Politics Nationwide, on Tuesday in Abuja, the Federal Capital Territory. During the program, monitored by the News Agency of Nigeria, NAN, Mohammed said that though the government is concerned over importation of the COVID-19 new strain, it did not want to take a hasty decision. According to him, he said the Presidential Committee on COVID-19 deliberated on the issue at its meeting on Monday and decided to watch other development for the time being. You know, like they say, it's better to err in the side of caution. Now, some news a bit different from IS, different from the COVID-19 pandemic or coronavirus issue. Let's talk about, um, you know, diplomatic relations between two countries that used to be on the opposite side of things, politically and diplomatically, and what have you. Now, joint Israeli-US delegation has arrived in Morocco aboard the first direct commercial flight from Israel. Great news, isn't it? It was made possible by a recent U.S. brokered agreement to re-establish diplomatic ties with the Moroccans. The visiting delegation will sign a series of travel and other accords that will help cement the warming, uh, warming relationship over the last few months. There have been a series of deals in which Arab countries have moved closer to normalizing their ties with Israel. Isn't it a good thing to make friends and keep making friends instead of making foes? I mean, do the math. The more friends you make, the better for you. The more foes you make, <laughs> you're the worst off. I mean, it doesn't lead to anything better to have, um, you know, enemies here and there, like it has been happening between the state of Israel and, of course, the Arab world. It's great to have that happening, you know. Ties have been normalized, and of course, um, well, I guess they just shake hands. They should shake hands and forget about the past, okay? I mean, it's hard to forget about the past, but they, they could try. Give it a try. Forget about the past and try as much as possible to look into a future that contains you and the guy that has always been on the other side of things. It is possible to cross the aisle and be one again. Uh, it's great to know that um, you know the United Arab Emirates. Uh, you know they have also you know normalized ties with the state of Israel, and of course Morocco. Who knows what's going to happen? There is, of course, um, there is uh, Algeria. You know, there is Tunisia. These are other Arab countries, and um, you know nobody knows what's going to happen. There's going to be not an Arab Spring now, like what happened that led to the, you know, the uprising of the Arab world. Yes, but there can be another Arab Spring, but this time Arab Spring of friendship with Israel. It is possible. Now the process has bitterly disappointed the Palestinians, who are obviously bewildered that actually this is happening before their eyes. The Arab brothers normalizing ties with the state of Israel. What in the world is going on? They must be thinking. Now they wanted any such normalization to wait until after their dispute 
with his valleys had been resolved. I know how that feels, but hey, snap out of it. It could get a whole lot better, trust me, just give it a try. Who says the Arabs and the Israelis can't be friends? They sure can't be friends. All they need to do is to like put a past behind them. That's right. Put a past behind you and joyfully look at the future and of course ways that you can make your relationship something that pays dividends for both parties. That is actually the watchword. Alright, thanks a whole lot for letting me, you know, do the chit chat news update with you again. I appreciate every step of the way that you have been there checking out my audio podcast, you know, in case you get into hear this particular podcast, maybe your friend shared it to you. That's okay, no bad news. But if you want to hear some more of my podcast, you have to go to anchor.fm anchor.fm you're going to see a whole bunch of icons here and there head straight for the one that has the earpiece or the headphone uh, you see the inscription or the graphic you know it is called discover so just type on discover mr k24 radio mr for mr ky for k 24 for 24 and of course radio it's like a magic number. You're going to see a bunch of my audio podcast coming straight up at your face every step of the way. Once again, thanks a whole lot for being there. Without you, there wouldn't be us over here doing the podcast and publishing. And I hope that you're going to stop by like you have been doing to listen to them. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I gotta go. I'm out of time. I'll see ya in the next podcast. Bye, ya. Mr. K24 Radio. Oh, yeah.